0: Welcome to another edition of the TRN Podcast. I'm Blardy Eight, also Philip Schmitz, and I want to say thank you to Anchor for creating the platform to create a podcast such as this. And I'm joined by Ethan. Um, we just got done watching the finish of the cup race at Las Vegas. We'll talk about NASCAR racing in a bit, but you were one of the four drivers that participated in the Bathurst hour race uh, about a month ago. Um how was that experience?
1: Um, to be honest, I had a lot of fun, even though we had some tough situations, especially involving with me, uh, spinning on my out lap, which was quite embarrassing for the team. Felt really bad, but then after my second stint, uh, it was quite smooth for me. I was putting a consistent lap, not quick enough because I didn't practice that much. And I should have practiced a lot, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, I must say.
0: Yeah, I saw where y'all qualified 31st and y'all finished fifth. I want to say, what, a couple of laps down. Yeah, I do, I do remember the chat because I was at work, so I uh, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't join. I just see your name being added in the, in the chat because you were oh, okay.
1: So the situation with that, right? They said my stint was going to be around like 6, Yeah. Right? but 6 a.m. Eastern they didn't send central so i'm used to like central time so i was i fell asleep for like a whole hour after my sins like oh no
0: <laughs> i was just laughing because i I'm, I'm seeing them at your name i'm like what is going on like i'm <laughs> like i'm like I, i'm not privy to anything but i'm like uh is this good is this bad <laughs> it was kind of funny to see yeah <laughs> we had uh, a lot
1: of situations happening with me so
0: this. Hey, for that type of track, though, and that race where I mean it's so narrow, I've done a couple of laps there, and I mean it's just hard enough to do that place, mount Paramount on your own. Hey, to get a fifth place, that was kind of cool. Um, it was cool to see Bailey design the car and hey, uh, catcher getting in and Dom driving it. Um, you know, that race was on iRacing, and we'll talk a little bit of iRacing in a bit. The only really racing this weekend was NASCAR as uh, IndyCar was off this weekend and formula one is still in their off season. Well, technically they have a preseason test coming up, uh, Friday night, Chandler Smith won the truck race after a duel between, uh, Zane Smith and his team and Kyle Bush Chandler Smith's teammate, uh, Saturday, Ty Gibbs, who had a very interesting race. Um, he won, but he had some issues earlier. He uh, spun Ryan Sieg. Ryan Sieg got loose, but Ty Gibbs finished it off. Sieg wasn't happy. and He tried to wreck Ty Gibbs, failed miserably. Uh, the NASCAR decided to park Ryan Sieg uh, for good reason. And then the cup race was won by Alex Bowman. Honestly, it was going to be Kyle Busch. He had his teammate Truix behind him, but it looked like Kyle had it. In the bag until uh, caution came out with three to go with Eric Jones hitting the wall. That saw Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, and I believe William Byron take two tires, the rest taking four, and Alex got the win late in it. We're three races into this next gen car. And Ethan, you've kind of driven this on iRacing as well as I have. What's your thought about this new car so far? The next. Gen's, um yep.
1: To be honest, i I don't think iRacing has the cars all the way down due to the fact it's still a new vehicle into iRacing. So I think they're still fixing and putting like new things into it. But overall, I feel like the car the car is extremely tough. It drives like an Arca car.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it the first version of that car that came out. It It was tough. uh, Well, it was kind of similar to the old you know Cup car, where more on throttle time. And I'm gonna be honest, I hate. It, it was it's like driving the truck at vegas like so much you're on the throttle oh yeah this this car you you have to drive it off throttle and we even see it in real life uh guys just getting loose you know losing control of the car and we did not see that uh the two years prior with the 550 horsepower package um we'll get into now some of the news and the first one uh, it's been a story for about two weeks The FIA announced that Russian and Valerius drivers are allowed to compete, however, only using the neutral flag and not the flags of those countries. That being said, Haas F1 announced yesterday that Russian sponsor Yucreyal won't be with the team going forward. They took off their branding uh, for the final day of preseason testing at Barcelona. And they also announced that Nikita Mazepin uh, won't be with Haas F1 this season. Uh, They did not announce a driver that's going to replace Nikita. Uh, Do we think it's going to be Petro for the party, Ethan? Um, Personally, I believe
1: that it's not going to be him. It's a strong – he is a strong driver for the car, but I believe that they're probably going to choose someone else who actually has F1
0: experience i.e. a nico hulkenberg or let's see who else is out there you got nico's out there and turn yeah, e- oh. um, you got givnazzi he's currently the uh alfa romeo slash i think also ferrari reserve driver he races a formula e um yeah i can see a mixed bag of drivers in that car if i'm honest i can see it c- it could come down to funding if i'm honest
1: yeah, that's what Haas really needs right now—just funding. Due to the fact that they did lose, uh, Nikita's uh, sponsors, and that's really gonna put a massive hole into their pockets. Due to the fact they don't have that type of funding anymore from them, um, so it's really up to whoever brings the money to the table. I think that's what they're gonna be accepting. It doesn't matter about their skills right now. Uh, so I actually I take back what I said about they want a like a former. I think they just need some money for the car.
0: Yeah. Um, long story short of pay driver. Um, I don't know how you feel. I wasn't surprised at House F1 terminated both the sponsor and Nikita. I think in order to trying to get a new driver or more or less a new sponsor, you're going to have to kind of get it rid of some baggage and – With those two, or even Nikita in that car, it creates a headline that I don't think a company wants to be a part of, unfortunately. And it's unfortunate that this is how Nikita's F1 career at the moment ends. Um, Kind of sort of out of his hands. Moving on, F1 will have their second and final preseason testing this week at Bahrain. Unlike a couple weeks ago at Barcelona, there will be TV coverage, media coverage at Bahrain. Do we think we'll see different cars, different spec cars? We know Mercedes is bringing a B-spec. That's the rumor for Bahrain. What do you think we might see this week? Personally, I
1: believe that they're going to start bringing out different packages due to the fact Spain and Bahrain are completely different type of tracks. Like Bahrain is mainly focused on like top speed vehicles. So I think everyone's going to bring out a different package. So we are going to be seeing different performances around that track. Yeah.
0: I'm interested to see what teams, what their solutions are for the porpoising problems that we saw within likes mercedes I believe McLaren had that as well. Uh, See what they have in order to fix that problem. I'm interested. I think we're going to get more insight to these cars and kind of more insight to what teams' ideas or philosophies of these cars. Now that you know F1 themselves, they're going to be able to have their feet on the ground and have their coverage, and I'm really excited for that. Um, who do you think will be the fastest leaving testing, Ethan?
1: Um, that's a really good question. Um, I'm hoping for both of the Ferrari drivers to be leading because that car seemed extremely strong. As we've seen over the past years, they've been struggling with the vehicle, but this season, I, I really do hope that they come out on top or try to contend for their championship again, once again.
0: Yeah, been- I mean... They looked good a couple weeks ago at Barcelona and they finished strong at the end of last year. Um, McLaren, you know, they kind of tapered off at the end. They've looked strong as well. I think Mercedes, they look strong. Red Bull, I think Red Bull kind of a question mark a little bit kind of where they're at, but I would love to have four teams that are consistently battling for wins and perhaps maybe a championship. We've, we've seen two teams lately, but it's been a while since we've seen more than two. Um, also, at the end of this week, we will have season four of Drive to Survive on Netflix. We know we'll see the obvious, Red Bull versus Mercedes, Lewis versus Max. What other stuff would you like to see in this season? Um, Wait, for this season coming up? Yep. What do you think we'll see that happened last season? Or what you would want to see?
1: Haas and Williams going at it. That's, they're both bottom-marker teams, and I want to see... Ray finish off this season because both cars... What did they finish last season? again? I know Haas finished
0: last think I think, I think it was Haas and it was Alfa Romeo. Then it was Williams. I think Williams outscored Alfa Romeo. Well, um, Williams did have a very solid
1: driver, which is George Russell, which he yeah. has been promoted to Mercedes, which I'm quite happy about. Now, Lewis has a bit more pressure than Bottas. Bottas was just second driver as we all know yeah and Mercedes has really I guess put him down throughout the whole
0: years with Mercedes uh, yeah I think with Terry he could match Lewis on a weekend but he couldn't do it consecutively
1: yeah.
0: um, I believe it wasn't his first year of Mercedes but his second year was probably the best of Valtteri we saw he started that season pretty strong didn't win I mean, he had some weird luck at the like right at the end of the races. China was one, Baku was one, but just he he can't just be consistently be equal to Lewis. But then again, hey, that's a hard reference point. Um, I'm interested to see what George does in that car as well. Uh, we got a little bit of taste of that at Bahrain and 2020. Uh, he just jumps in that car and immediately <laughs> he equals Valtteri in that same It's like, mm, this is not good for your future, Valtteri. Me personally, I would like to see more of Kimi and probably more of Seb, now that Seb's not at Ferrari. Um, I mean, I think they're going to talk about Esteban Ocon's win, probably Daniel Ricciardo's win at Monza, Um Trying to think some other storylines that happen. I mean, Giovinazzi lost his ride, so there's always a driver in that situation that they always talk about. Um, yep. Uh, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. They've usually had about what eight, give eight or take. Around, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's it's good because last season was kind of. It was iffy. It, yeah, iffy. <laughs> yeah. It was. It had its moments, but there were a lot of uh, other moments that I was like. That's not really how it portrayed, but okay. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of episodes
1: towards... Well, I, there's got to be at least two episodes over Haas and both of their drivers and all that. Uh, yeah.
0: Gunther. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Gunther's a big fan. I mean, people love him. They love uh, also Nick Schumacher. They're going to want to really talk about him because yeah. of the obvious. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see what the pecking order for formula one will be by the end of this week with the final preseason test at bahrain and then in a couple weeks two weeks actually we'll be at bahrain for the first race of the season um moving to it's yeah it's i think two weeks um we'll uh, switch to indycar for some brief notes um Ed Carpenter will drive the 33 car for Ed Carpenter racing for the oval portion of the IndyCar schedule. It will be car number 33. Uh, the big one that came out this week on Twitter, it's been a thing for a month. I've heard about this. Uh, Nathan Brown reported that Alexander Rossi didn't sign a contract extension with Andretti Autosport after this season. Uh, this will be his last year before he goes somewhere else. From what I heard, uh, about for the last month, month and a half. Rossi could win the championship. He could win the 8,500. They've just decided, hey, we've we've had our enough time here. And the rumor I've heard is Rossi could go to the 48 car occupied by Jimmy Johnson. It really depends of how Rossi does this year. Uh, Ethan, anything you want to cover off with that? Um, Well, just to so the fact that Indy
1: is slowly growing, I believe that. Indy is going to be like the next big, out there to like to watch it's i don't i don't know how to explain it it's something that most viewers don't really see but i believe that it's 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 a really great series to watch overall it It has road courses and ovals yeah that's the great part about it they've
0: you know they've been in a lull for a long time and a lot of it stems from over 20 years ago the split that they had i mean Cart was up there for a while over the IndyCar series, and then it equaled out. And then the IndyCar series had all the teams like Ganassi, Penske, and all of them slop over. Cart doesn't exist. Then they remerge, and I want to say that was 2008, give or take. And you know they've been slowly gaining momentum. You know, McLaren comes in, and they've they're in a good TV network contract, I believe, with NBC. I mean, they're in a lot of networks of you know network tv races that they're getting where they did not get that with abc um plus like you mentioned last season was awesome to watch oh it was very awesome yeah i mean how great is it for a series which isn't manufactured nothing no nothing against nascar here you have five drivers within a shot of a championship with three to go going to questions with ethan You've been to the U.S. Grand Prix in person. You also went to the 2018 uh, Mexican Grand Prix. Just talk about your experiences going to both of those races.
1: Uh, For the USA Grand Prix, it was a lot. So many people going to it. it, I wasn't really expecting that many people to go to an F1 race, especially Americans, due to the fact back in 2017, of course, F1 wasn't well-known in the America area.
0: Well, that and Drive to Survive wasn't even a thing.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. So uh, I was still very surprised that there was a lot of Americans, but the main category, like the main people who I really saw, was like Europeans, uh, Spanish people, and all those and Asians. It is a very fun event. Uh, I was, I think, I was around turn ten for the for the sitting area. It it was beautiful watching the cars fly through. It, the sound of the cars is magnificent, I must say. And then for the Mexican G- GP, oh my, the people there very, very interesting. <laughs> um, it's Mexico is quite a vivid area, I must say, especially for the sports. And then when Checo being there too, when when Checo is there, that's how you know it's going to be a good race, especially yeah. in Mexico. Checo's a well-known person in Mexico, especially with his, um, just him being Mexican in general. It's, when I was a little kid, I turned on F1, I think it was around, when he was in Sa- Sahara, I keep forgetting forget what's the team called.
0: Sahara uh, Force India.
1: There we go. Yeah. And then when I saw his face on like some oil company when I was in Mexico, I was like, what's that? It's like, oh, his name is Checo. It's like, oh, okay. And I asked my dad, I was like, what does he do? He's like, he drives cars like, oh, well, can you show me a video? And then show me that little video is like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So then ever since that, I've just been watching F1. And yeah. 2018, I went to the Mexican GP is a lot of fun.
0: Where did you sit at in that race? I sat on the first turn. OK, so I'm trying to think, how did that was that the year? That's the year they went three wide and uh I'm trying to think. Was that 17? No, it wasn't 17. 18. I'm trying 18, think. I think that was the one where
1: Lewis went off the track and didn't
0: just completely cut the corner. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I was trying to think which one was it? Was that the one where Lewis got contact with Seb and all that? But that was actually 2017. Um You know, I, what I remember from Checo was Sauber 2012, like. Yeah. He was in a car that – let's just – it was – the The midfield teams were still competitive. The the gap from the midfield to the front teams like Red Bull and back in the day McLaren was up there and Ferrari. Uh, It was a lot smaller. And I remember him and that Sauber. He almost could have won Malaysia. But he finished, I believe, third in Canada, second at Monza with a Sauber. I mean, that doesn't normally happen. Um, That was – Sauver's
1: so been having their ups and down, and then now look at them, they're up to Aston Martin Racing, whatever they're called. They the Martin. I'm just gonna call them Aston the Martin now.
0: Yeah. Um let's see. Oh, this goes back to us. So season two, or was it season? No, it whatever season. Uh <laughs> I won the day 2500 for NRLA. The, then for A N R L, you won the day 500. Um what was it like to win the 500? In, in oh, the- my
1: God. um, For that, it was quite a lot of the emotions because, like, I, was, I think I was the only Toyota out there. Everyone else was Ford and Chevy, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. So, basically, I felt like the lone wolf, and then I just sat by myself. Uh, I think I was in a party with someone. I don't recall. But I did uh, overtake someone under the, uh, the white line, was forced to take a uh, stop-and-go, and I just recover after stage two. Stage two was interesting because we saw a lot of uh, a lot of spins. It was it hitting was, the wall.
0: It was a mess. It yeah, was it was it was a, a mess. mess.
1: Um, <laughs> and then I guess I just, uh, I think it was me Friday, and someone else. And then they were push. I was pushing Friday, but then in coming into turn three. I said, you know what? Let's go for the outside lane. And then it was wavy. Wavy was that. pushing me. Wavy was pushing me throughout the whole thing. And then, oh, my God. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then, like, oh, that was a I, great race for me. I
0: think I was running in fifth, and I was on the bottom. And yeah. I was like, okay, this ain't going to happen. But I, I remember when I was leading, I was the first ever time I ever won a race. Uh, that might have been your first win, right? Yeah, it was my first one. Yeah, it's stressful being the leader at Daytona because it's like I can't make a mistake here. Oh, by the way, if I do, they're right on me. <laughs> it's you're—I won't lie—you're praying for the caution to come out once you get the lead. Like, can this just end, please? Oh yeah,
1: I was pr- I was praying on the cautions, like like can we just get this done with?
0: Yeah, <laughs> because
1: basically I was sitting in the back the whole time, and then like coming into. I found her final caution. I was like up in the pack. It's like, oh, all right. So I just yeah. sat behind catch, uh not Catcher, Friday, well, which is Catcher now, Yeah. Uh, for quite a while. And then I just said, all right, let's just go for the outside. And it worked.
0: <laughs> this week, uh, you and I have had a go at the Truck Series, speaking of uh, online racing for NASCAR, at Las Vegas for iRacing. Uh, you probably had better luck than me. <laughs> just talk about the racing at Vegas and the Truck Series, and just i racing itself. Uh, how how was it? how was this week for you? <laughs> um, this week, well, first I gave the GC threes a try around
1: Emilia. Didn't realize it was nighttime, so then it, the rat the truck was ext- the truck. The track is um extremely tough at nighttime especially being in lower splits due to the fact that I had some tough time around Detroit. Um, Yeah. I didn't have a fun time around there, but moving on to the NASCAR series, um, I'm still a C-class, which I can only access um, truck series and all that. Mm -hmm. But I've been enjoying the trucks a lot. And then around Vegas, I had so much fun around Vegas. I've done around like seven races. Uh, five of them were fun, and then the other two were not fun. My first five races, I think I have two wins around Vegas and three podiums. But then the other two, uh, I spun coming out of turn four, and I got collected by a whole pack, and then started flipping, and then the caution came out. My repair damage was like, Ten minutes. <laughs> so like I just left the lobby and said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't do anything about that? Well, I don't think I spun. I think it was netco because I'm looking back at the clip and it seems like someone hit me from the rear, but in, it seems like I was spinning too. So it's just it's just eye racing things with the netco and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, netco does suck. Uh let's see, what did I do? I did I think two truck races. Both races, uh, crashes in front of me. I checked up. People behind me didn't check up. Those suck. Like, literally, (laughs) they are spinning in front of you. You're checking up, and you just have guys behind you just not caring. Or they just don't hear it in time because I was on the button saying, check up, check up, check up. And, you know, someone doesn't get the message. And then I did a couple races, uh, Phoenix Arca. Ah, I had Wavy in my race. (laughs) I felt so bad for Wavy. I finished, I think I finished third wavy qualified uh like 18th and like someone around 10th off of turn four crashed blocked and just all of a sudden it's just cars 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 and the whole track is blocked and wavy had nowhere to go i saw the replay uh you know you mentioned the the lower splits that is a thing like i i've noticed on the ovals if if you're not in that top split yeah there's Unless you're up front where there's better racing, it's you're sometimes around people you just don't want to be around, yeah. Um, but I will say the top split one, and it's it's hard, it's competitive. I mean, I have an i rating of I think 2000 and racing those guys that have like a 3500, 4000. Oh my gosh, I get my teeth kicked in, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, sticking with i racing and you you have a c-class on ovals and you're doing trucks uh the next series is b class that's uh, b license which will be an xfinity um what's your thoughts on ovals uh what's your biggest challenge doing just particular ovals they're all different um just talk about that
1: i mean i think my main concern is about the tie wear that's always been a kicker for me because i didn't don't realize how aggressive i am going into turns and then like coming into like lap 15 everyone else is flying because i i, I thought i was flying for the first couple of laps is like hell yeah i'm making moves going flying through traffic and then coming to lap 15 is like oh my tires are shot yeah <laughs> and then everyone else is overtaking me and uh, but i think that's my main concern i think another concern is riding the top one i struggle right in the top line i see everyone else doing it like perfectly fine not struggling carrying so much speed through that corner too it's like what how y'all doing it
0: (laughs) yeah um the one thing i've never unlocked on iRacing is there are guys like in particular case like you they'll start the race they'll just fly away and you're thinking how other tires are gonna die and their tires really don't die like what trick are you doing like wh- like with brake bias etc and i've kind of learned but yeah it, it's that tire wear issue like phoenix is bad after yeah. like 15 laps your tires go from oh we got some grip to we have no more grip now <laughs> and you're just kind of having to take different lines and and trying to discover things um but i would say like michigan the old michigan with this next gen car um you can drive it in deep and it will you you have to be careful of it washing out but um that was fun too um
1: so the term washing out does that mean like going from the bottom and then slowly sliding up
0: yeah it's basically where your front end basically just wants to slide like it just it just slides up like it's like Mm. you're on ice uh or basically you're tight um all right uh, but uh, one, one thing I've learned is if you kind of, I don't want to say back up the entry, but more or less, if you kind of slow your middle corner speed, and this is also very helpful if you're on worn tires, it kind of helps a bit, even sometimes taking a different line. Um, we had three questions for us to answer per the Discord. One of them is from Spawn. He actually asked this last week and I missed it, but we can still use it because, uh, it does pertain to F1 and testing. He asked, do you think any teams are holding back in F1 testing with the lap times being close to last year's test laps than expected? Do you think this bolds well and this spec car might be able to pass previous gens times and in, in the next season or two? What do you think, Ethan? Um, I
1: personally believe that every team is holding back due to the fact that it is preseason. But at the same time, I don't believe because it is preseason test and they need to get every data and information that they can get out of the car so that they can improve it by the next weekend. So it can be a mix of both. Some teams might be holding back. Some teams might not. So it's a really mix of both.
0: Yeah, uh teams are very clever in trying to hold their true pace and one thing that they'll use is fuel. Never we never know how much fuel is in these cars and you know what they can really do. Also if it's on, you know, whatever modes they're in, like for qualifying and stuff. Um I think we'll see a maybe a truer kind of where teams are at by the end of this week, but I don't think we're not gonna see the true Uh, hand of these teams until that first practice or that first qualifying session at Bahrain in a couple of weeks. Um, Unsighted, Port asks, Scott McLaughlin winning like a G. Uh, McLaughlin won the Indy car race at St. Pete last week to get his first win uh, of his career in his second year with Penske. Um, Well, Port, it's good thing he did win um kind of a lot of pressure a lot of expectation to be honest um I know he's in the second year but when you're driving for Penske you better perform like he does he's not one of those guys that is gonna be patient with you just ask Simon Pagenaud. Pagenaud won the Indy 500 two years ago what was it two years ago mm, yeah I think so He's not even at Indy uh, Penske anymore. Same thing with Juan Montoya. Juan Montoya won it in 2015. He won the Indy 500, was a championship contender in 2015. 2016, though, came along, and that was his last year at Penske. Um Anything you got on that, Ethan? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, you're, you're not much in the into car, but you're learning. So Yeah. <laughs> you're, and you're not the only one. I think there's a lot of people that are uh, now watching IndyCar more than they ever have because it's – well, it's a very competitive series to watch. Uh, Carbon F1 asks, it's another IndyCar related question. If you were an IndyCar driver, would you like the layout of St. Pete? It looks kind of copy and paste from somewhere. Um, I don't think this is an IndyCar related question. I believe it's a street course layout question. Um, what's your thought of street course racing, Ethan?
1: I love street court racing, especially cars aren't even supposed to be going to street courses it's interesting because of the way that teams adjust their vehicles to and it's going to be a bit slower than usual but it's uh, i i believe that it's going to be tighter fights compared to ovals but you are going to have those other drivers who are just like extremely talented around road courses like for example if we go to the nascar uh section we have kyle larson of course he wins every road course yeah that we go to <laughs>
0: If not him, it's chase Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say street course racing. Sometimes it's, um, I don't want to say a boring race, but it's hard to pass. I just love watching these guys going to limit a qualify on a street course race because there's no room for error. If you make one small room, one small error, one small mistake, you're likely going to be in ending up in the barrier and have your day done. Um, Let's see. Zach the Beast will close out the questions. There was actually four questions, not three. Once again, with the new gen car producing a great race in NASCAR at Auto Club last week, do you think this is the most even playing field all time in the Cup Series? Um, um,
1: if you want to answer
0: the question, go ahead.
1: I was going to let you go. Um, I believe... Uh, well, actually, I can't really say anything because this is basically my first proper year of watching NASCAR, so we can pass it on to you. <laughs>
0: um, I think the gaps, I uh, would say, from the top teams to the midfield teams in terms of like, you know, you have your JGR, your Pinsky, your Hendrick, uh, throw SHR in there as well. Two, let's say the likes of Petty, GMS, uh, throw Colling in there, throw RCR in there. I think it's smaller, but let's look at the first three races of the year and who's won them: a Penske car, uh, a Hendrick car, oh, and today also another Hendrick car. Um, I mean, last year was pretty even, I would say. I mean, we had 15 different winners, and normally we don't see 15 different winners. We see mainly, I don't know, sometimes 10, 11. Um it's a hard question to answer because uh, I still think you're still going to have your dominant team still be up front. Um, we're going to close it with this because this you're a big fan of DTM and I, I've heard of DTM, but I don't really know much about DTM. So Ethan, the floor is yours. Uh, what is DTM racing? Do you want to know like the official name of it? Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: well it's in German of course Yeah. so DTM is known as a German sport it's called the Tor- Torrent Wagon Master um, it's mainly contained of German vehicles but as we move on to the 2021 and 2022 year uh, we have not seen vehicles that aren't German as for example we've been seeing Ferrari Lamborghini and Aston Martin now we have two I think it's two vehicles coming into the series i think we have porsche coming in and if i'm not i don't know what's the other vehicle that's
0: joining but i i do remember mercedes are they still in there or did they leave mercedes are still in yeah they're driving the amg okay because i i remember they left i want to say was it 2017 they left at- a
1: while back and then they okay. said you know what we're back we're gonna dominate once again which they have been
0: yeah and i know i remember that because robert wickens was with mercedes and then when mercedes pulled out he ended up in IndyCar. car yeah. um i mean i've known i've heard drivers race in that um dario was in there uh, Frankiti tom christensen had his horrible accident while racing for dtm yeah. um what type of is it they race at Hockenheim, i assume and number um,
1: they race at like most most F one tracks, for example, Portimao, Nür- well, not Nürburgring, but yes, they do race at Nürburgring
0: and Hockenheim. Okay, so um, go ahead. So, so they race at other tracks other than just in Germany.
1: Yeah, they do race other tracks other than Germany. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't been caught up with DTM in a while uh, due to the fact that work and school has caught up to me. Um.
0: So yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned Porsche. I believe. Because you told me this earlier. This is their first year back and maybe some bit, right? Uh, I think this is their first year in DTM. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Because uh, I saw our former driver, Porsche driver, Timo Bernard. Uh, he's going to be one of the owners of Porsche. Um, he's a legend. He actually owns the fastest lap time at the Nurburgring Ring. And that, that hyper Porsche 919. <laughs> Um, how many – usually how many teams are there in DTM? Uh, there's quite a few. We got
1: a lot of cars and a lot of teams. Um, let's see. There should be up to like 20 teams if I'm not mistaken. I might be completely wrong. Um, but, yeah, there is a few – well, not a few, but a lot of teams. Um, because, of course, you still have to remember this lamborghini ferrari mm-hmm. mercedes bmw who was uh now you got porsche warning in um but yeah it's it's quite a bit and so then, like, there's different teams with the car manufacturer right uh i guess so no audi uh no there is an audi yes audi. Okay. i completely forgot about audi did i say bmw too you said bmw yeah Okay, yeah. So we got mainly like most of the Germans' vehicles built in. We got like the unknown, like non-German vehicles. Like for example, uh, Lamborghini, Ferrari.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, those interesting vehicles. That. Um, what's the um, – because I know like – what do they call it? In the World Endurance Championship, not in the top team but are there amateur drivers like are teams required to have a gentleman driver like perhaps um, Okay. The World so, Championship? we
1: there is a junior rating programs in each team not it's not mandatory to have a junior driver you mm-hmm. can have well right now there is 12 teams but yeah um no it's not mandatory to have a junior driver but most will I think it's only four teams that have junior drivers, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Audi, Lamborghini, BMW, and I don't remember the other team. If I'm not mistaken, it might have been Ferrari.
0: And we've seen a handful of DTM drivers end up in F1, the two that come up to me, uh, Pascal Wehrlein and Paul DeResta. Um Is there anyone in DTM that we might see in perhaps Formula one in the future? Or is that um, a wait and see?
1: that's a wait and see because mm-hmm. most drivers stay in dtm and go up to like endurance racing for example like gt3s right and lmp's but we've seen a couple of gt3s drivers come down to dtm
0: okay okay um I mean, yeah where can one watch this is it i assume it's on youtube uh is there a proper channel to watch it on
1: um there really isn't a proper driver uh a driver did i say driver um that right. uh proper channels to watch it i mainly watch it on some illegal websites uh because like you can't really watch it in america you can only watch it in like uk or in australia or germany
0: okay so looks like we have to go on youtube then <laughs> yeah all right well i appreciate you coming on board for this uh i have to put a little note here had some wi-fi issues while recording tonight so uh if the audio is a little bit different through the episode my apologies um it's windy at my uh where i live at in dallas we're getting a cold front and that usually causes the wi-fi to go out that means ethan it's gonna get cold down here i,
1: oh. <laughs> I hope I,
0: not uh, <laughs> Uh, I saw here in Dallas, like the low for you know, the week is going to be in the 20s. I was like, it's middle, it's March. Please, no, no more. <laughs> I just want my heat,
1: man. I'm yeah. tired of the cold.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, to, to sum this up, I live in Dallas. Ethan lives in Houston. Uh, so that's about four hours down the road. Uh, but usually, whatever I get, uh, they will get in about, you know, eight hours' time. So, <laughs> Ethan or that uh, would ask me, hey, is it cold up there? I'm like, yeah, it's cold up here. <laughs> then <laughs> we all
1: get prepared. Should be yep. like around 55 degrees tomorrow for us. Oh uh, let me look at the weather real quick.
0: Uh, well, okay. Let me look at my phone real quick. Right now, uh, they say the low is going to be 46, but oh, tomorrow, 46. let's see. Um, this is a, so you can be prepared. 37 Monday, 36 Tuesday, 37, 37 Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Oh really? I gotta work Friday thirty four and Saturday twenty six. I have to go to work in the cold.
1: <laughs> Wait, where did she? What day did she say twenty six? Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Oh no. Yeah. Who should we get in that cold front
0: for you? Yeah, you'll be getting a couple of hours. Just. <sighs> hey, we're almost done with this, Ethan. We're almost done. Yep. and then then we'll be complaining about it being 105 so <laughs> it won't be long <laughs> at least i could deal with 105 you know i could still go yeah. to work unless you know when it's 30 degrees and two inches of snow or ice and can't go anywhere <laughs> um but i want to thank you for joining and i want to thank everyone listening uh it's been a fun one and next week will be fun as well uh i'm gonna have savage on Ethan,
1: i oh, last <laughs> spoken to him.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a vibe session. Gonna be honest, Uh it's this is all his fault, by the way. <laughs> it is. It's literally all his fault. It all stems from when he sent me a party invite before COVID to join the NRA back in the day. So, it wasn't mm-hmm. for him, I don't even think we we even know each other. <laughs> But I want to thank everyone for listening and stay tuned for a new episode next week and everyone have a good week. Goodbye.